So I want to just share a few minutes about weapons of mass distraction. <laughs> the Lord has told me many times over the years, the two enemies of the church have nothing to do really with the devil. The two enemies of the church are self-satisfaction and distraction. Most people, me included, we get distracted way too easily. And so we have to work on our focus. This is something God is really saying to his church because God's getting ready to use all of us in unbelievable ways. The Lord spoke about how there's a flood coming to this house. There's a flood coming. And you want to be available to the Lord. You can't make it happen, but you can be available. So uh, I love what our brother shared because, like, here's the door. It's been there. It's, they're waving at me, trying to get my attention. And, you know, we're saying, you know, what do you have, Lord? <laughs> He's, you know, anyway, I thought that was a great. Yes, Let me read this scripture for you. And I'm just going to be a very few minutes here. But he says, this is from Hosea chapter 7, verse 8. Ephraim has mixed himself among the peoples. Ephraim is a cake unturned or half-baked. Aliens have devoured his strength, but he does not know it. Gray hairs are here and there on him, yet he does not know it. And the pride of Israel testifies to his face, but they do not return to the Lord nor seek him in all of this. So in other words, he, Ephraim is an example of us. Aliens are distractions. Aliens have devoured his strength, but he does not know it. Yet, yes, gray hairs are here and there on him, yet he does not know it. Isn't that amazing how time goes by? You wonder, where did this, where did 10 or 20 years go? Wow. And yet, we get distracted. It's amazing how many crazy thoughts come the minute you try to pray. It's amazing how the multitude of thoughts come. We have to press through crowds all the time. There's always a crowd to press through. Like I said this morning, the only place there's no crowd is the cellar bar and what was the other one? <laughs> the gym. Yeah, there, You don't ever have to play, find a place in line for either of those. But everything else, there's, there's a crowd to press through. And the biggest crowd... Like Just like the woman with the issue of blood, she had to press through a lot of people to get to touch Jesus. As you approach God, as I approach God, we have to press through a big crowd, and the biggest crowd is in your mind because our mind is filled with way too much, and we have it's cluttered. I was praying about a, 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 this subject a while back, and the Lord showed me, uh, like I was inside somebody's house, and there was just appliances everywhere and furniture everywhere. And it was so crowded, you couldn't, you couldn't get through. And that's, God said, that's the way I see the church. We're too distracted. Uh, this friend of mine who pastors in Greenville, Alabama. Greenville, South Carolina. I mean, there is a Greenville, Alabama. But this, this, this lady, very nice dressed lady, and she's just very faithful in church. Well, one day she went and somebody ran a stop sign and T-boned her killed her instantly. The pastor went with several of the people in the church to, to, you know, to help her family with the house, and they got to her house, 
and they said it was unbelievable. You walk in the front door, and there's newspapers all the way to the ceiling. There's no bed that didn't have stuff on it. There's no piece of furniture you could sit on because there's so much stuff. And I had a picture of that. We got too much stuff. And we need to simplify back to just old-fashioned prayer. Like I said this morning, the Lord said to me, oh, several weeks ago, he said, my people don't marinate enough. It's not enough just to pray. It's not enough to go through the motions. We've got to learn to marinate. We've got to learn to sit in the Father's lap and just pay attention to him. See what he says. He won't yell at you. He won't scream at you. But if you'll sit there a while, you'll hear him. Hallelujah. So in Nehemiah, when he was rebuilding the wall, in Nehemiah chapter 6, verse 2, the uh, Sambalat, Sambalat and Gisham sent to him saying, Come, let us meet together among the villages of the plain of Ono. But they thought to do me harm. So I sent messengers to them saying, I'm doing a great work so that I cannot come down. Why should I, this work cease while I leave and go down to you? But they sent this message four times, and I answered them in the same manner. Because the devil, you know, if you don't have any friends, just start praying. The phone will ring, I promise you. It will ring. And... uh it's just like the enemy just tries so hard to get us occupied with something. He'll, he'll put something glittery out there. If you ever found it, your TV comes on by itself sometimes and, and, you know, things like that. So anyway, I heard this recently. A Big Mac costs $3.99, but it'll cost you your health. Aren't you glad you came tonight? And then Netflix, Netflix only costs $17.99 a month, but it'll cost you your time. Social media is free, but it'll cost you your focus. And so we have to really, we have to think priorities. And this is something God is saying to his church. Every branch of me that bears fruit, I prune it. I purge it so it can bring more fruit. God wants us to have more fruit. I put it this way. One day at the gym won't do you any good. One day in prayer won't do you much good. But if you pray it daily, it'll be wonderful. Hallelujah. Remember when God appeared to Adam and Eve after the sin and he said, he, he said, where are you? He wasn't looking for geographical information because Adam was hiding behind a tree. They say the first thing sin does is make you stupid because he thought he could hide behind, from God behind a tree. But I love what God said to him. He said, because he... Because Adam says, I was afraid because I was naked. And God said, who told you you were naked? In other words, where did you get that information? Because I didn't give you that information. If you're depressed, the Holy Spirit's going to say, who told you that? I didn't tell you to be depressed, discouraged, because that information didn't come from me. So God wants our information, obviously, to come from him. Wow. So... Mark 11, have faith in God, for surely I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed. And I love how he addresses that tonight, because we're going to speak to mountains. I'm serious, there's going to be a whole lot of testimonies of mountains moving. Be removed, cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things that he said will be done. He will have soever, whatsoever he says. Therefore I say to you, whatsoever things, when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you will have them. <laughs> 
So prayer is an act of anticipation. It's an act of, God, I believe you heard my prayer, and this is going to happen. I love the fact that all things are possible. How many times did Jesus say that? It's true, except all things are possible except skiing through a revolving door. That doesn't work. Uh, but, uh, but God is a giver. Hallelujah. I was in a meeting in Birmingham. There's about 20 people to get there, and I said, uh, I don't know, this is crazy. I just getting up and speaking. I just felt this, just by the Spirit, the slightest thing. We're supposed to pray tonight for somebody who's 49 years old. Nobody responded. Afterwards, the meeting comes over, and this guy says, I am 49 years old. I'm an orthopedic surgeon, and I didn't want anyone to know I was 49. So he missed what, what God had for him. Wow. Crazy. So also, God spoke through Samuel and said uh, that stubbornness is as the sin of witchcraft. So we don't want to remain stubborn. God has begun a work in us, and he wants to remove that out of us. In fact, if you're opinionated, if you know everything, you're probably not going to hear from God very much. I love the thing about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit always, like water, you know anything about water, water always flows to the lowest level. Water never flows uphill. It always goes to the lowest level. So I would say, if you want God to use you, get low. So the water can flow through you. <laughs> wow. So a friend of mine was in an elevator in New York, and he guy got in the elevator with him, and he said, you look like Robin Williams. And Robin Williams said, that's because I am. And he said, here, sign my Bible. <laughs> and Robin Williams says, I don't know if I should. The, this elevator may crash or something terrible might happen. But that's the mentality of the world. There's no anticipation that God is good. There's no, no, no thought that God is good. People say, you say, come to church. Oh, no, if I go to church, the, the, the roof will fall in. I say, it's okay, we have hard hats. You'll be fine, you know. <laughs> and let me just read this again, Luke 10. It happened as they went, they entered a certain village. A certain woman named Martha welcomed them into her house. She had a sister called Mary who also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was distracted with much serving. She approached him and said, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do all the serving alone? <laughs> you can feel that. In other words, don't, I'm not just rebuking my sister, I'm rebuking you because you haven't dealt with her, you know. Uh, and he said, tell her to help. She said, tell her to help me. Jesus said, Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled. You're distracted about many things. One thing is necessary, really only one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good part, which will not be taken away from you. I believe another thing is we are spirit-filled Christians, is that we need to pray more in the spirit. One thing the Lord told me about praying in the spirit, it anesthetizes your brain. Because when you pray in the spirit, you're bypassing the brain, and the Holy Spirit is able to just work talk to you. And as soon as you begin praying in tongues, 
the devil's going to say, wait, what's going on there? Your brain is going to say, what's going on here? Hey, this is boring, you know. But it's amazing, even a minute or two in tongues, things will begin to clear up because the brain gets anesthetized. It, it, it literally numbs where you can hear the Holy Spirit. And so there's nothing better on this earth than to hear the Holy Spirit. There really isn't anything more wonderful than to hear the Holy Spirit. God is a big God, a wonderful God, amazing God, and he wants to talk to us. If you want to go, if you want to practice safe church, there's one on every corner. Wow. You know, I've noticed uh, how many people, it says since 1978, there's been close to 20,000 major pet supply stores. I mean, big things. I'm not against pets. I'm not against pets of any kind. In fact, I started out to be a veterinarian like my brother Ben here. And uh, in fact, I still have a veterinarian as my regular doctor. And uh, the, uh, um, but it's amazing. It's amazing how people can't get along with people sometimes, not all the time, but so they'll get a pet. And somebody had a bumper sticker, God help my, help my people to know what I'm like, like who my dog thinks I am. You know. <laughs> I read this thing, a German shepherd, a Doberman, and a cat died. All these three are facing God who wants to know what they believe in. The German shepherd says, I believe in discipline, training, and loyalty to my master, God. God says, good, now sit down over here. To the Doberman, what do you believe in? He said, I believe in love, care, and the protection of my master. God says, good, you, you sit over here on my other side. He looks at the cat, and he says, what do you believe in? The cat says, I believe you're in my seat. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh. You ever thought about why Jesus said, John 14, my peace I leave with you? Isn't it, it's interesting. He didn't say, my love I leave with you. He didn't say, my joy I leave with you. He said, my peace. I asked the Lord why his voice is so faint, and he spoke to me immediately. This was several, a year or two ago. Lord, why is your voice so faint? And he said to me, it's because I'm at perfect peace. God will talk to you, but if you're in anxiety, you probably won't hear him. You know what a good cure for that is? Is just to worship God. One day I was in a meeting, and I'm just sitting out there just enjoying it. And the Holy Spirit said to me, I've given you the weapon of praise. It's a weapon. When you feel oppressed, when you feel depressed, start praising God. Hallelujah. It works. A friend of mine in Alabama he said, if you feel a cold coming on, don't put pajamas on it. <laughs> don't put pajamas on it. In other words, stand your ground. Be tough. Here's a good statement. Coming to Jesus doesn't make you free. Coming to Jesus makes you forgiven. 
It's, it's a false thing that you come to Jesus, okay, I'm free. No, you need a lot of work. <laughs> you're forgiven. Your sins are forgiven. You're, you're free of sin. But Jesus said, if you continue in my word, you will be my disciples indeed, and you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. You know, the whole, we think, well, the, receiving the Holy Spirit is the gifts of healing, gifts of miracles, which is true. But the, really, the real thing you receive when you receive the Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth. He'll tell you the truth. Wow. How good is that? So um, in 1993, I was in Birmingham where we lived, and uh, I played golf that day, I think it was, and I walked in the house, and we have a bale right in the kitchen, a television. Uh, and so I was going to make a sandwich, and I flipped on bale, and uh, this guy with wire rim glasses and kind of a nerdy guy, he says, and it's 70 degrees outside, and he says, tomorrow it's going to snow in Birmingham, Alabama. It's 70 degrees. It's March Ninth, I believe it is. The weather is just perfect. I had a choice to believe this nerd or to believe my own feelings. The next morning, we had 16 inches of snow. <laughs> 1993, March 9th or March 11th. And it took three days for the snow to go away. It was such a monster snowstorm. But when the man said it, there was nothing. No evidence. But that's the way God is. God will tell you something wonderful when there's no evidence. And that's just the nature of God. Remember in J Judges uh, chapter 6, it says they... Now, it says Jericho was shut in securely because of the children of Israel. None went out and none came in. Sounds like a lot of churches. And... and uh, the Lord said two sentences to Joshua. He said, see, first sentence, see, would you say that with me? See, next sentence, I have given Jericho into your hand, its king and the mighty men of valor. You shall march around the city. All you men of war, you should go around the city once. This you'll do for six days. Interesting what God said. He said, see, I have given you Jericho, its king, and all the mighty men of valor. It's yours. Now, Joshua could look over there, and it's still full of liberals, you know? And, but he, he, he had to trust God. And in the, next, in the next few days, they marched around that city, and God gave them the city. But it was already in God's mind to deliver him. But first thing you got to do is see. See? I have given you Jericho. I put it like this. You got to see it before you see it. And then once you see it, then you'll see it. In other words, all the promises of God are that way. You got to see it. You got to see good news. God's up to something good. God is on my side. God is, I have the favor of God and God's going to move mightily. Hallelujah. You remind me of my brother giving that testimony tonight because we have this friend in Indiana and this guy come up to him right before the service. It's a small church. And he said to the uh, pastor, this man, he said, my, 
we've got a problem. He said, my wife and I, we've got two little children, and our engine blew up on our car. We don't have any transportation. And pastor said, you know, I, we have a big God. Let's pray. And they prayed, and then a few minutes later, they start the service, and he said, we got a need here. I want you all to pray with us. Tells the whole story, the, their car, the engine blew, and everything. And then this guy in the back who was a visitor said, I can't believe this. I'm sitting here with $3,500 in my pocket, and I feel like I'm supposed to help somebody buy a car. Well, they all rejoiced. The next day they went out and they found an older used SUV, but it's just perfect shape, just beautiful. And a couple days later, the pastor asked the guy, how do you like your, your SUV? How do you like it? And he said, he said, well, the dome light doesn't work. And that's why I've always said every church needs a prayer line and a slap line. Uh, so <clears throat> some people need to be prayed for. Others need to be slapped. And but it, it just always got me because if, if you want things to change in your life, get grateful. Just get grateful. And, and just begin to thank the Lord. But as I said this morning, I believe we're to get more aggressive on, pre on resisting the enemy and pressing into God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We, uh, uh, there's so much resistance out there. And most people I know are, you're going through resistance, but you have authority over serpents and scorpions, over all the power of the enemy. And like a friend of mine said, use your tongue gun. Take authority. Use your tongue gun. Tell the devil to move it. Hmm. We used to have testimonies when I was a pastor. We called it the ABC rule. Audible, brief, and Christ-centered. That's a good ABC. <laughs> wow. So, um, the Holy Spirit will talk to us, and he'll tell us things continually if we listen and it's so it's as simple as that you know distractions come in necessary looking packages but i'm on a vendetta against distractions because the devil hates intimacy with god he hates time you spend with god believe me but there's such a reward if they threw the bible away and only left two scriptures how's this sound He's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And how about this one? Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. If that was your only two verses left. I'm a part of a church in Kansas City. The Lord kept dealing with me to talk to the pastor. The, the building they're in is right in downtown Kansas City, and it's uh, been there since 1903. And old building, 55,000 square feet. And I, I felt the Lord deal with me to talk to the pastor and say, you need to sell that building and you need to get out of there. I upset him. And he said, well, I can't sell it. I've tried to sell it and it's not saleable. And on and on and on. I said, well, okay, that's, that's just what I feel the Lord's saying. We, you need to begin to move, take action. Five or six months later, I get a call. I'm preaching in Knoxville, Tennessee, and this phone, my phone rings. I don't know if I'm the only one that has a cell phone, but, but my uh, cell phone rang, 
and it was this pastor, he said, the building's on fire. I said, oh, quit messing with me. He said, no, it's on fire. A few minutes later, he texted me pictures. This building been there since 1903, 55,000 square feet. You've been in it, I think. Have you been there? Okay. But anyway, it burnt to the ground. One f wall fell on a fire truck and did $60,000 damage to a fire truck. It took eight days for the firemen to get it, the fire out. The insurance company says, we'd like to settle this quickly, and they wrote him a check for $8 million for a building that was not saleable. But you know what I say about the Holy Spirit? He thinks he's right. And I can't tell you enough. Just get on this mentality of receiving, and it's amazing how lift your brain out of it and trust the Holy Spirit, and you will get good news like you've never dreamed. As I said this morning, this thing on our shoulders is an abortionist. We all abort things. How about strike the ground? He struck the ground three times and stopped. And the prophet was angry. Why did you only strike three times? You should have struck five or six times. You should have doubled that, and you would have had victory. Now you're only going to have limited victory.